The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, we are pleased to be with you on the eve of the Cowboys season. Aaron, can you believe that? Tomorrow night, 7.20 kickoff. You can hear it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Now, how cool will that be? How cool will that be to have uh, NFL back? And uh, we are excited about it and um, ready for that. And at 3.20 today, we will get into a little bit of what to, what's to be expected, what that scene's going to be like, and how much does losing an all-pro right guard? I mean, really, how much? Might even bring that up with our 340 guest today. How big, you know, can they fill it? Can they kind of slide some protection? Can they help it out? Still got some pretty good linemen out there. But uh, it is a big ask to try to ask the Cowboys to get this thing done without Zach Martin tomorrow night. But, uh, Aaron, this is uh, this is an all-hands-on-deck situation. This is Cowboys. Been watch, trying to watch the line a little bit on this thing. Uh, I will be on the uh, Brent Musburger Gambling Network tomorrow. I have Aaron in typical <laughs> Mosley form. Uh, so, Brent Musburger, and you know, Aaron, I've got some interesting friends over the years. Brent used to come on with me all the time, and then I did a podcast with Brent. Well, he started something called the Vegas Sports Information Network, VSIN. And, of course, with all this gambling that's going on now and, and sports going to gambling, this has become a big deal out in Vegas. One of those sports books, they have, like, a huge broadcasting area. I went out there to see it, and it, it was uh, – I'm trying to think the name of that sports book where, where VSIN is. It's the, I'll think of it because people need to stop by. And you can just go see, like Brent will be hanging out drinking a beer, like in the, in the sports book. You can just go, he's over there getting some coffee before he goes on the show. I was over there drinking coffee with Brent. I mean, it was quite a scene. And uh, tomorrow I'll be on with VSIN. But uh, Aaron, in typical uh, Mosley form, I thought the interview was today at 2, and I was racing to try to get ready and try to get through with my pre, pre-show pre workout to be ready to go. And then I told them, I'm like, I'm ready. Okay, y'all can call me now. And and they texted and said, the, the interview's tomorrow, Matt. <laughs> okay. So I jumped out of the sauna, steam room. I like to call that the executive workout, the uh, the whirlpool. I jumped out of all of that quickly. To be ready for it, and uh, it did not happen today. But uh, tomorrow, I'll be doing previews, and, and certainly, you heard John Morris mention it. Um, kind of exciting that we will be doing uh, live shows out in the general public tomorrow. Now, what does that mean, the general public? Well, um, that really means that uh, you can come see John Morris and I in person tomorrow at the Twisted Root. Now, you say, where is that? I believe it's on 2nd Street, just right across from Baylor over there. 
just go where all the construction is and then just, you know, head over there. But you could find it. If I were you, I would try to come in that back way, come down like Franklin or Austin or something like that. At some point, you can only go one way on Franklin. But anyway, come down one of those, Clay or Webster or Dutton or one of those streets and and, and take a right over on 2nd, if you can. I kind of forget. I used to go to church over there. But, um, yeah, take a right and then just come right down to the place we call Twisted Root and get you an exotic burger. I mean, I really, it, only a few places in, in Central Texas can you get like an ostrich burger or a bison burger or one of those kinds of things. I like the lean meat option of the bison burger. All right. And um, Aaron, I, I, I'm going to tell you what I'll do. Um, I'll try to bring you one. Now, you know, I got to get back for all my Cowboys duties. I got to, I got to, I got to be ready tomorrow night. I got to kind of hang in and get in position there in Central Texas for that. So I'll be hard-pressed. But, Aaron, if you truly want to try your first bison burger, I'll try to bring you one, okay? Sounds good. By the way, uh, quickly, can I, on a personal note, can I say something? Um, uh, things are about it, to get very No, personal. no, it, it has to do with what you were talking about. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know you were Pers- friends with Bryn Musburger. Yes. Um, growing up, knowing that I wanted to be or, or wanting to be in sports broadcasting, I kind of knew yeah. it as a kid that that's what I wanted to do. He is he is a personal hero of mine. I just really? yeah, growing up watching him, you know, call uh, football games on CBS. Um, he's just he would be on my Mount Rushmore of uh, broadcasters. So uh, that's 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 pretty cool that you're friends with him. I didn't know that. He's been on this show a few times and right here at ESPN Central Texas. So Aaron, what I now that I know that I'm worried. When you call him to get him on, you're going to freak out a little bit. But you won't. You'll calm down, and you'll just be like, hey, Aaron Sexton here. I'm big-time radio man in Central Texas. Good to visit with you, Brent. Yeah. And you know what he'll say? He'll say, hello, lad. <laughs> hello, lad. Good to hear from you. Uh, you are looking live at McLean Stadium where Baylor is getting ready to play Texas Southern. Oh, man, he does have one of the great voices, and um, I miss him. I really do. The the um, Oakland Ra- the Las Vegas Raiders still get to hear him, you know he does their uh, he does radio for them. I did not know that. I didn't know he was still actively broadcasting. That's yeah, that's I mean, pretty if cool. If this guy's going to be on your Mount Rushmore, you have to keep up with. That's him, that's okay? very true. That's very true. And and if we do ever have him, I think I have him. I think I'll be okay. I got through Drew Pearson pretty well, and and that's another uh, uh, hero of mine man. growing up. So I think I'll right. be good. Uh, we got Cliff. We got to have Cliff on soon. I kind of let Cliff off the, off the. Uh, I kind of let, let him go, and and uh, so we we need to uh, we need to get we need to get Cliff Harris on here pretty quickly here. So lots going on. It is the Matt Mosley show. Aaron Sexton. Now a little bit before we get to the Cowboys at three twenty. A little bit of breaking news, and we Cincinnati. Yes, yesterday or in the past 24 hours, Houston got together with its board of directors, and so they will formally vote to accept an invitation into the Big 12. Big 12 is getting ready to make all these invitations. We had already had that reported, but all this stuff is becoming official. And Cincinnati is the uh, latest to get together in their board of directors or board of regents, or whatever they call them there. They got together, and they have voted, and they have given – their president, the ability to go um, to go get this thing done, 
and to get everything uh, situated like they need to and uh, and do all the negotiations and get it right. So Cincinnati. Now, Aaron, you'll love this. I'm looking today at some of these stories, and I'd kind of forgotten about this. In 2016, there was <laughs> there was something in the uh, – if they had have done – if they had have welcomed those schools back then, the um, the so-called expansion that they didn't end up doing, there was something in the original contract with Fox and ESPN that those schools that they brought in, each school would make like four times what it was making before. Four times the so basically, if you had a, if if these if you had a made an expansion in 2016. The, the TV, basically, the, the, the contract, the way it was written, was they had to pay up in every school. So there was actually a reason to do expansion. Well, at the time, University of Texas had the Longhorn Network and all that. They did not really want to expand. And so they just decided they had this whole dog and pony show, and they decided not to do it. Made everybody look bad, embarrassed the schools. In fact, if I were BYU and some of these other schools that desperately tried to get in, Houston, I know why they're doing it, because they all want to be Power Five. Um, I It will be scary to to see. I mean, think about that. Think about, think about what could happen when they start redoing all of this legislation. What if the SEC and the, and the Alliance just decide, you know what, we're done with the NCAA. All right? And, and, and by the way, we're not only done with them, but these three conferences plus the SEC are going to be the Power Four conferences. There will be no Power Five. Now, I think, I love in this story the line that said, some, some insider source said that, that uh, Bob Bowlesby holds so much sway in the conference that he thinks they'll be okay, that he thinks, or in the, it, like in college athletics, that because Bob holds so much sway – and that may be the reason. I still think it's ridiculous that they haven't made a change. But that may be the biggest reason, Aaron, that he's still the commissioner. is because there is a belief, and good for him for making people believe this. There's still a belief that he's the guy. You know, that, that he gives the conference the best, the best chance. Now, he also is the face of, of failure in the Big 12. But there's at least some belief out there among some anonymous sources that his standing in college football and college athletics kind of get, get you know gives the Big 12 a foothold as they try to add these four other schools. I find this very very humorous. Now, <laughs> you I started to make a joke today but I, I said, you know what? I make too many jokes about the Longhorns. I'm not going to do this at least on Twitter. But it is kind of funny. You're losing one great football program in Oklahoma. But think about what you're replacing Texas with, football-wise. UCF, Cincinnati, and BYU. Now, if you pulled up, and, and Houston's had some moments, but, I, but I, I say the other three because, Aaron, I don't, I don't have the AP top 20 in front of me. I would say Cincy, we know, is top 10 right now. BYU and UCF have to be – well, i got to look and make sure UCF is. But – for sure, BYU's top 25, and I think UCF, they usually are. I mean, you could make the art. I mean, think about it. I mean, and I get it. I, I, Texas is the brand, and they bring in huge amounts of money. I get all that. Okay, I understand losing University of Texas is huge on a lot of different fronts. 
But if you just break it down by who's best at football right now, you're replacing Texas with three programs that are arguably better than the University of Texas right now. Is that going too far, Aaron? Can I make the argument that UCF, Cincinnati, and BYU are all better football programs than the University of Texas, or am I going too far? I don't think so. I, look, Texas looked really good in their first game this year, but it's game one, and they've been pretty mediocre the last few years. UCF has been to three New Year's Day bowls in the last five years or six years, I believe. Uh, I'd have to double-check, but I know it's it's three in a very short period of time, which is very impressive. Um, and uh, like you said, BYU – in Texas, I mean, I'll, I'll look to see exactly, but their records and the and bowls have been pretty comparable the last few years. All right, all right. And people, I, 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 University of Texas friends, I, I mean, love you guys. I really do. I, I'm, I beat up on you and make fun. But, I mean, it's an incredible athletics program and, and what you built and the revenue and, and the brand and all that. That's all great. I, I'm simply saying – you're losing a lot because you're losing TV eyes. But, I mean, some of us don't measure things on, like, TV eyes. I know for the future of the conference, we you better. The ADs and presidents better. But for your rank and file, like sports radio and fans and things like that of teams, like, we don't sit around like, I'm not really going to watch this because not enough people in America are watching this alongside me. No, you've got a great opportunity. Think about this, Aaron. Baylor plays BYU this year. They go to Provo and play them next year. Think about that opportunity. BYU, all these schools, they're, they're targeting getting these schools involved in 2023. Why in the world would you not try to get like a religious rivalry? Almost kind of like, now Baylor and TCU is not real religious, I, I would say. They just don't like each other. I don't know if it has anything to do with, they are both Christian schools, but that's about where it stops. But the Mormons take their religion very seriously. The Baptists do yeah, to a certain extent. We, I think we do. I think a lot of us do. Um, this could be kind of a religious war. The Mormons and the Baptist. I mean, Aaron, I let that thing, let, think about that. Over the next two years, I mean, this needs to happen. We need to get mad about something. And this needs to, the rivalry needs to get jump-started. And I don't know what we fight over. Aaron, what's the, what do you fight over? I mean, you know, they their history is kind of a, a young history. I mean, they're kind of following folks that were around two or 300 years ago. Uh-oh, I better not get into any theological discussions here. People get mad at me. What if we just fought over full immersion? What do the Mormons believe about baptism? Let me know. Let me know if you're a, if you're an LDS member out there. Where are you on baptism? Uh, are you full immersion? Okay, like the Baptist. I mean, that maybe that's a point of contention we could fight over. This could be a lot of fun. The Baptist versus the Mormons. But let's not get ugly. Let's not get mean. I don't. I don't want to say anything. I just. I just think we need to kind of get this thing jump started and get some get some real rivalry and some real contentious kind of stuff going back and forth. I mean, I'm not trying to be Joseph, I mean, Brigham Young and, and Joseph Smith. Uh, help me out here. Those guys don't go, they're like, don't you go back like 300 years, two or 300 years, Aaron, for those guys? I'm not sure. Boy, Aaron wants to stay 
out of this. <laughs> I really not. Wow. I'm, I'm really not wow. that familiar with uh, the Matt, exact uh, dates. Matt, I am not. Uh, I cannot comment on this. That too, yeah. <laughs> um, I cannot. I think it's about what, about 250 years. All right, it is uh, Mosley, uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, and next we will get you ready for the Cowboys. I mean, it is the eve of the game. This is getting very exciting. And got a lot of things to go over with you as we get ready. Injury reports and where is Dak Prescott and what is a reasonable expectation? That is next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see a few clouds out there early this evening. Otherwise, mostly clear skies expected. Low temperatures falling to a very comfortable 67 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow will top out at 93. And mostly sunny on Friday with a high of 96. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun from the 20, fourth and two. Only heard here. here. Snap is back, looking middle, throwing middle, slap, cut. All season. Cooper walks it in, touchdown on fourth and two. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from Raymond James Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Dallas Cowboys football Thursday night at 6 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. All right, love talking about Alan Samuels and uh, what's Labor Day sales event has been really cool. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on JT Power's initial quality study. 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two uh, behind Ram in the 20, 2021 Jeep Gladiator name. Highest quality mid-sized truck. My goodness. Alan Samuels uh, out there at, at uh, 201 West Loop, 340 at Waco, uh, where they deliver quality 
over and over. And uh, for for many years, they've been saying, "Come by, let's be friends." It's just a it's a great it's a great place run by uh, Ted Teague out there. Great great staff. And then that that area, they have square footage for their service. Remarkable. I've walked that thing. We're talking about fifty five thousand square feet, and that's why they take every make and model, and that's why they're incredibly efficient. But you you don't leave your car there for weeks at a time or days at a time. You get in, you get out, you get your service taken care of, and you get back to what you need to do. They do an incredible job, and they've done a great job even during some crazy times during all this COVID. It is Alan Samuels. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I've walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Baltimore Ravens signed three-time Pro Bowl running back Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad yesterday. Georgia jumped three spots to number two behind Alabama in the AP Top 25, followed by Ohio State, Oklahoma, and A&M rounding out the top five. Fans wanted to see Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers face Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL's first matchup of the 2021 season will have to pay a high price. According to Vivid Seats, the average cost of ticket for Thursday night's game at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa is $582. That's the highest price admission for a Bucks game in the past 10 years. Rangers on a three-game winning streak go for their longest streak of the season, taking on the Diamondbacks this afternoon. Temple coaches show with Scott Stewart tonight, live from Wings Peach and Things in Temple and on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Just looking at the uh, Big 12 football schedule. We'll get into some Cowboys here in a second. But if you're kind of trying to plan your weekend around all your Big 12 viewing. And uh, this is, and again, Cincinnati's voted to, uh, they're going to, they, they, gave their, gave their president uh, full rights to go negotiate this thing out. So Cincinnati and Houston now ready to join the Big 12. That happened earlier today. That news went down. I think that was the Inquirer, Cincinnati Inquirer. I want to give them credit for that. Big 12 football schedule for this coming weekend. Um, <laughs> I guess it's because Coastal Carolina, the Coastal Carolina is a really good team. I guess that's why Kansas got to be on a decent station. Uh, Kansas at Coastal Carolina, that's on ESPN2 at 6.30. Um, Tulsa at Oklahoma State, that's going to be on FS1 at 11 a.m. And then um, – if uh, California uh, Cal Berkeley's at TCU, that'll be an interesting one at two thirty. That's ESPNU. 
And then the Cyhawk game, if you're planning your day, that's a 3.30 start on ABC. That's two top ten ranked teams. Now, Aaron, I got a, I got a little bit of a kick out of this one. Um, and a lot of these are ESPN Plus games. Long Island at West Virginia. <laughs> Long Island? I mean, I, I mean, Aaron, did you know Long Island had a team? I mean, that's a, this is the first time. I mean, I cover college football. I love college football. I eat it up. I devour it. I mean, I, I guess I maybe knew Long Island played some hoops. But Long Island showing up to play at West Virginia, now that's strange. <laughs> I had no clue either, so don't feel bad. All right. SFA at Tech. Texas Southern, of course, at Baylor. Uh-oh, ESPN Plus again. They'll, they'll hopefully clean that up because Baylor has good, you know, we've got good broadcasters and good equipment. We'll be okay. Uh, sadly, Texas State was not ready for this. As a pay-per-view event, West Carolina at Oklahoma. Is that, I mean, who, remind me, who gets the money on these pay-per-view games, Aaron? Is that, I mean, the conference has to get some of that. The school, I mean, that's an interesting deal when you just do a flat-out pay-per-view. I would assume they use, I don't know if it'd be Fox or ESPN announcers, but a pay-per-view event, Western Carolina at Oklahoma, because it's OU, they'll get bigger ratings than any of those ESPN Plus games. All right, and then on ESPN at 6 o'clock, Texas goes to Arkansas. Now, that's fine. I mean, that's in, in Southern Illinois at, at Kansas State. That's, I mean, this is all this ESPN Plus, and uh, ESPN Plus has really embarrassed itself recently, so we won't even get into that. But Texas at Arkansas, I mean, one of the most classic games uh, ever. Was the was the shootout, uh, the big shootout, which was uh, I guess they just call it the shootout. That was 1969, and that was Texas in Arkansas, and I, I believe so. Arkansas, Randy Peschel caught a big touchdown in that. Texas won the national title based on that game. I think they won that game 15 to 14. There have been documentaries made. Um, that that game was played in. Fayetteville, I believe, and Richard Nixon arrived on the scene. Uh, Nixon, who had, uh, I mean, uh, just become the, let's do the math on that. Would Nixon have been, yeah, his first his first uh, term. And Nixon shows up at the game, uh, lands his helicopter there. There was a lot going on at that time. and uh, But it was prior to both those teams even being, was Arkansas integrated yet in 1969? I don't, I don't think either team had been. Texas finally had their first black player. Uh, Ju- uh, Julius Whittier came along in either 70 or 71. Uh, I'm doing all my history right off the top of my head here. But it was a fascinating, fascinating time, and there's a lot of history with Texas at Arkansas. That's a fun one, and that will become an SEC game and that means a lot and and that's a sellout standing room available only i think the standing room is now gone so even though texas doesn't play that well in football and by the way they've already been projected to once again be in the alamo bowl this year aaron that's a game that's a ball game to get to because for us those of us who grew up and cut our teeth as kids on the southwest conference and my dad played in the southwest conference 
that means something. Texas and Arkansas, those two, and even when A&M and Arkansas get together, it has a little something special to those of us with SWC roots. But Texas and Arkansas is a fun one. And I've, I've been hearing Longhorn say that Arkansas wants to beat Texas more than, still more than anybody else in the SEC. I don't know if that's true. I would say Arkansas, you know, it loves beating. It would love to beat LSU. I don't know if they – I don't think they do it very often. Would love to, to take out some of those uh, some of those schools, whether it be Florida or whoever in the SEC. But that is an interesting uh, question for our Hogs. Is Texas still the team, even after all these years where you hadn't even been playing, um, that you love to beat the most, the University of Texas, because of going all the way back to SWC? Text us on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. That's what the Longhorns think. But, of course, the Longhorns think that they're everybody's biggest rival, that everybody wants to beat them worse than anybody else. Like for Baylor people, do you would you rather beat UT than TCU? I don't know. I think it goes back and forth sometimes. I think it's been kind of close in recent years. I think right now it would be the Bears would rather beat Texas because of what's happened, because they're ready to go. Aaron, am I speaking out of turn? Does that sound accurate to you, my uh, my thoughts there? It's gotten closer, but I think Texas is still the biggest must-win on Baylor's schedule every year. For me, now, it is. For me, it is. We've beat them so much in basketball, I don't even know if it really matters anymore. <laughs> well, we just beat that's them. That's true. I mean, every single time. I mean, I, I think Shaka and Rick and – I mean, there was a there was a period of time where I mean I, I think we won like ten out of the last eleven or something crazy like that. And we had a good run against the uh, Longhorns. All right, we got Walter Abercrombie coming up at three forty. Walter, one of the all time greats, played at University, homegrown, right there from Waco, Texas. We love him, and uh, he's executive director of the uh, of that B Association letter, the letter winners. Man, there's a lot of them out there, letter winners. Uh, my father was one of those, but Walter means a lot to the Baylor family. And uh, so it'll be fun to have him on. We're going to do that at uh, 340. We do have a Cowboys game tomorrow. You can hear it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Zach Martin, doubt. He's still very, very doubtful. They, they're hoping to get to – I mean, is that really what the testing – uh, was built for, Aaron, is for, for like the NFL to be testing a guy over and over, hoping to get some negatives so that he can play in a game. Do you think that's what Dr. Fauci had in mind when he was getting ready for the for, for all the, you know, how to do this? I don't think so, but but that's where we are. And, and uh, it, it is kind of funny to see Jerry has been known to fly players in late. And what he will do, there are at least a few players – that are on the COVID protocols. Noah Brown's one of them, the wide receiver. There's one other player I'm not thinking of right now. And he's going to, I think Jerry's going to administer the test himself. Aaron, he's just going to put the brain tickler up himself. Jerry's going to say, hey, guys, get over here. And we're going to, I'm going to put this thing up your right nostril. And uh, we'll see what if we get the right, uh, we'll see if we get a, a good negative test. We're going to keep doing this until we get the right answer. I think Jerry... Uh, may just kind of open up a little office and do the testing. We shall see. I think it's highly, highly unlikely that Zach Martin gets to play in this game. Does that throw off a team completely? It does. I mean, this this guy is so good 
that the pro football focus says or the people who chart these things out uh, and look at all these things and come up with the crazy stats, they run for like 4.3 yards per carry when he's on the field, 3.7 when he's not. You say, well, man, that doesn't sound like that much, Matt. It's a lot. That's a lot per carry for one man. For one man over there lining up at right guard, that is a lot. So I do think it matters. I don't think you can just plug McGovern or whoever in there. Now, Jerry did say, hey, we just happened, our best backup happens to be over at right guard. I think what he's saying is that that particular player is best suited to play that position. All right, and the good news is Lyle Collins, who has had some stinger issues, never good, never great. We have those neck issues. I'm a man with a had a bad neck injury. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to look at that. And and but but he's right now he's ready to go at right tackle. So they have Tyron Smith ready to go. They have uh, they they have Lyle Collins. They have Connor Williams. I the interior of that offensive line. God love them. Uh, Beatus or Beatus, however you say his name. I think I got it right. Uh, is it center, and then you're going to put McGovern in there at right guard. The swing tackle is very iffy. They want the the, the swing tackle's been banged up and limited in practice. Uh, Tashesky or Shesky. Um, uh, so anyway, it, this is a strange time, but we are going to show up tomorrow, and John Morris and I are going to do live shows from Twisted Root. We're going to be right there in the heart of Waco, right across from the Baylor campus. So come over there and see us, and we'll do the show live, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun. But next, it is time to talk to one of my all-time favorite Baylor Bears and one of the all-time greats to ever come from the Waco Independent School District. It is Walter Abercrombie. He joins us next. Let's welcome in from the athletic Sam Con Jr. And I think that that is to me why I think the Big 12 has some viability long term if they can pull together. Because if that plan sticks and you still are going with the sixth highest ranked champion, then the Big 12 is going to have a spot, even in its reduced form. If they go out and expand, those guaranteed bids give your team and your league a spot in the party. And I think 12 teams is still viable if they keep the proposal as it is. I think it still makes sense for the Big 12 to try to Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for outside or inside your home or office. Western art and pictures to hang on the wall. Purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. They offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. It's the world's best Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. 
Central National Bank, member FDIC. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. Caterpillar Waco is now hiring. Join our team and move the parts and products that build a better tomorrow. Warehouse positions available with no prior experience required. We will train. Caterpillar Waco offers competitive pay, benefits as soon as you start, and opportunities to grow. It's more than a job. It's the work that matters. To apply, visit caterpillar.com slash Waco. That's caterpillar.com slash Waco. Get your career started today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Baltimore Ravens signed three-time Pro Bowl running back Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad yesterday. Georgia jumped three spots to number two behind Alabama in the AP Top 25, followed by Ohio State, Oklahoma, and A&M rounding out the top five. Fans wanted to see Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers face Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL's first matchup of the 2021 season will have to pay a high price. According to Vivid Seats, the average cost of ticket for Thursday night's game at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa is $582. That's the highest price admission for a Bucks game in the past 10 years. Rangers on a three-game winning streak go for their longest streak of the season, taking on the Diamondbacks this afternoon. Temple Coaches Show with Scott Stewart tonight, live from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple and on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, taking you to 4 o'clock game time. Tom Barfield is standing by. Appreciate Tom and what he has planned for us today. And uh, it's uh, Tom and I will be out there with Lark. Baylor pregame will be on a little stage out there. Come by and see us at the uh, Baylor Alumni, the office of Baylor Alumni. We'll be out there, Doug Furch and his crew do a really nice job, and uh, we've got some great sponsors, man. Central National Bank, one of our presenting sponsor, one of those. And then uh, remember Heritage Creamery. Oh, my goodness, one of the great ice cream cones around. they got the one on eight, and, uh, and then out there on Ritchie Road in 84, right up from the uh, Midway Administrative Building, they got that new area. It's, I think that's called the Lookout. Very pretty uh, lookout up, up over on a top of a hill, and they're kind of the anchor tenant. And Blake Batson and Kimberly have done a really nice job. That place has great milkshakes, ice cream. 
You can get cones. Uh, you can get uh, cups, floats, what, really whatever you want. And uh, they do some great things. I did some stuff with Pops Lemonade, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Pops Lemonade with some blackberry ice cream and put together a beautiful milkshake. Had a little bite to it, and it just was it was really something. All right, we are trying to, I mean, once a guy's been in the NFL, you never know for sure. If you can get them on the phone, um, we are uh, we are endeavoring. In fact, I may I may try to uh, I may try to send him our number to call. Maybe that maybe that'll work. But Walter Abercrombie, one of my childhood heroes, Walter was stepping into a uh, um, a some kind of meeting earlier today, and so I think that's what's going on. And so what I'm going to do is try to try to give him a number to call, and we'll just. We'll check on that. But uh, th- this is one of the great players in the history of Baylor. I, some of the best games I ever remember included Walter in them. One was the 1981 season. Not It was the year after the Cotton Bowl. Walter was back. He and Dennis Gentry were both back. And they went up to – they played a game in Little Rock. And I was a kid. I was like seven or eight years old. And it was awesome. And they lost that game 42-39, but they came back, or 41-39, they came back and went for two, and I think went up 39-38 in that game. And and on the two, I think they threw it to Gentry. I just remember going crazy, being right in the middle of all those wild, you know, Razorback fans, and then just being a kid and loving every minute of that. That was a lot of fun. So we are trying to get a hold of uh, – Walter, now I'm too young, Walter will hate me saying this, to remember his high school days. I do remember his college days, but, I mean, he was literally one of the, the greatest uh, backs to ever come out of Central Texas. Ladanian, Walter, Alfred Anderson, uh, Kenneth Davis at uh, Temple. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's somebody I'm forgetting, but whoa. I mean, that's that. We're talking the all-time greats. So we are endeavoring to get uh, to get him on, and uh, and we'll do that. And uh, Baylor's got. I mean, this will be an interesting week because they've got some stuff. They've got some things they need to they need to uh, clear up. And um, and Aaron, give him one more give him one more shot before I just completely give up on the man this is not like Walter the great Walter Abercrombie but he did have like a zoom meeting or an executive meeting going on at three o'clock so that thing could have spilled over but um, yeah give Walter another try on that two five four number and let's uh, let's have another go at it but um, I did want to let everybody know the the big Hall of Fame the uh, B Association Hall of Fame, I mean, that's a really cool group. In fact, I've had some people that play with my dad that have gone into that. I believe Pinky Palmer, Richard Stevens, some greats from the past have gone in in the, in the recent years. That is, um, that's Friday, October 29th at 6.30 in the Brazos Room at the Waco Convention, Convention Center. All right, the Brazos Room at the Convention Center, there's a lot of different ways. The B Association uh, website is a good place to go for that. I'll be giving you some uh, some phone numbers, all that kind of stuff, and uh, we will continue to try to get uh, Walter on. And uh, we're going straight to voicemail. Is that what's happening, Aaron? 
Surely not. I mean, it's just uh, it's just a sad. What was that sound, Aaron? <laughs> that, that was that, that was me. <laughs> okay. My head jerking right. because my headphone cable is is a little oh, too that's short. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, we're we're still efforting, but uh, no success. Oh okay. So far. I just got a text here. So they were filming something. Okay, I didn't realize that. It was they were filming. So uh, we'll call him now. Call him now, and and we'll we'll get him on, and then we need to do our uh, you know our 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 opening for it. So uh, uh, we will, I'm telling him we'll, we'll call. So Aaron, try him one more time and see if uh, see if he picks up. I mean, the man was filming a commercial. This is the great Walter Abercrombie. I mean, we can wait a little bit on Walter. Hopefully, Tom gives me a little bit of leeway. The game time, remember, is starting up at four o'clock today. But uh, we are trying to get uh, Walter on. What I remember about Walter is, I mean, just he and Dennis back there. But Walter could run through you or he could run away from you. And I'm a little too young to remember, like, Walter as a freshman at Baylor. I've just read about it. But whenever the year that was, 78, 79, oh, good. I, he mu- his ears must have been burning. He heard me telling stories. Um. Oh, by the way, it is. this is where we do our Where Are They Now? And so, Walter, we've got sponsors for this. Aaron, go ahead and let us know our sponsors for our weekly Where Are They Now? Fiber Collision Center is a GM, Nissan, FCA, Kia, Subaru, Ford, and Hyundai certified repair facility. Plus, they house the equipment to repair the Ford F-Series aluminum body vehicles. 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco or at BieberCollisionCenter.com. And by Myatt Fuels, your local choice for fuel delivery. You call, they haul. All right, there it is. Uh, Walter Abercrombie uh, joining the Matt Mosley Show. I mean, Walter, I was uh, I was kind of vamping while we were waiting on you there. And uh, what's scary is, you know, then I have to start telling whatever stories I have, whatever stories I remember about you. But my memories, you know, I always add about 30 yards to whatever you had in those games in my memory. The one uh, – and, Walter, by the way, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's good to have you. Hey, Matt, it's great to be back, man. You're talking about memories of you, of when you when – of a player when you were a child. Well, I'm going to give you a memory of you when you were a kid coming in the Letterman's Lounge. They couldn't <laughs> control you, man. You were out of control as a kid. You wouldn't you know, sit I down. Think... You kept wanting to eat the, pe- the you know, the uh, the peppermint sticks. And, I, gosh, you were, you were a big hassle for your dad because your dad was a Letterman himself. And so uh, you all were pretty familiar with that time. But, but I'm turning the tables on you now, Matt. Yeah, the problem was that was about five years ago, what you're talking about. <laughs> nah, I, I, I appreciate the memory. You were a kid when I was playing here, no doubt about it. And uh, Oh, man. And, uh, but it's a lot of good memories in the 70s. Yeah, I, I, I do remember at least one injury I had after a game. And, like, you know, poor Mike Sims. I can't remember. Maybe it was somebody else in my family. Mike Sims, you know, has the game with you guys. He, the man's tired. The man's very tired. He's just ready to go home. And, and like, a family member of the Mosleys gets hurt, like, out on the field <laughs> after the game or something. And Mike Sims is trying to, like, help us out. I can't remember exactly. It was probably me. You know how accident-prone I am. But, um, no, the game I was trying to remember, the, the, the one that you, as a freshman, where you ran for so many yards – 
Was that against the Aggies? And let, let me do this in my mind. Would Tom Wilson okay. have been coaching the Aggies, or would Emory Ballard? It'd probably be had Wilson replaced Emory Ballard. Who was coaching for the Aggies? And am I correct? Is that the game you went for, like, 207? You're, you're, you're exactly right. It was Emory Ballard's last football game that he coached, or last season. I think it was his last game that he coached, literally. Um, and we were playing at A&M, uh, and um, we had uh, a couple of running backs who were in front of me. It was Greg Hawthorne. And, by the way, both of those guys went on to play for several years in the NFL. They were terrific backs. I was a third team back going into the game. And uh, because of injuries, I got a chance to play at just a few minutes before halftime. And, uh, man, you know, you're talking about a magical moment in time for me to, as a freshman to play against one of the great defenses in the, in the conference uh, and not only have a big day, but we won the game. And uh, that, was, that was my debut, man, into uh, college football. So, Grant, I mean, whoever was uh, your the offensive coordinator was feeding you the ball. They knew quickly as a freshman, get the ball in Walter's hands. Now, who was – would that have been – I'm thinking of Duke. When I was coming – I was thinking about – was that Duke or was that after uh, Duke Christian? Who was calling the plays at that point? Gosh, man, uh, I, I can't – recall exactly who our office you know that was my freshman year and i've had was a lot wade, of was, was it was wade you've had a lot of <laughs> was was wade yeah. turner your your running backs coach was that around then or not was that after you that was uh that was after wade uh, no no that was wade came along uh i think my sophomore year that was after my freshman year the offensive okay. coordinator we had at that time he left to take a head coaching job and then they moved uh, Wade Turner over to coach the running backs, uh, and um, and I think it was uh, John O'Hara or maybe even Cotton Davison that uh, 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 became the offensive coordinator. And I forgive me, I, I'm uh, my memory is, is is fading, but I do remember <laughs> he was fine. one of those. I think it was John O'Hara who was our offensive line coach uh, became our coordinator um, when. Uh, when the gentleman that was there my freshman year when he left. You know, it's funny. I still see, speaking of uh, memories and everything, I still see guys uh, sometimes up at, like, the Cooper Fitness Center and uh, Mick Junkin, who played at Texas and then played for the Steelers, he'll say, Matt, tell Walter I said hi. He let me live with him when I was when I was a rookie with the, with the Steelers. So, Walter, I mean, those <laughs> memories, man, you – you uh you have a lot of people who'll who still love you and it's kind of fun because you have the you have the Steelers family and then you have the Baylor family and I guess as executive director of the uh, B Association one of the really cool things about that Walter is you get to stay in touch with guys uh, a lot and you know sometimes people lose touch I've even lost a few of my college friends that was mostly I think by their choice but uh, you it's part of your job is to stay in touch with guys. It is, and I call it a job, but really it's it's one of the great pleasures of my life. Is, you know, I grew up here in Waco, literally blocks from campus, and so Baylor University and Baylor Athletics has been a part of my the fabric of who I am uh, for you know, all of my life. And uh, when I got a chance to come to school here and play, and I was so fortunate to, to uh, not only have, have a good career here, but then 
I received some outstanding coaches with Coach Tapp and his staff. And, and then, the, uh, you know, all of the great professors that I had here to help me uh, get through college uh, and graduate. But then my teammates, too, Matt. I mean, some of the finest men in the world who I'm friends with still today, I got a chance to, to play with them and, and, and see some outstanding leaders and how they get it done, man. And you know, guys like Mike Singletary and uh, Van McElroy, some of the, some of the great ones. And I, I'm so fortunate, man. I've been the luckiest guy in the world. And now uh, with the B association, have the opportunity to come back and, and then get to know them um, on, on an even greater level, you know, uh, um, and then to hear the stories about men who came along before me and hear their stories and learn about how this athletic department, uh, you know, sort of journeyed through the years and the ups and downs. Now, that's all fascinating to me, and I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity to be in this position to get to know, you know, Baylor people. It's been – it's just outstanding. Talking to Walter Abercrombie, executive director of that B Association. Walter, this Baylor team, you saw them the other day, that had to be a good sign to you, a former Baylor great at running back, to see two runners get 100 yards. That's almost like you and Gentry used to do back in the day. What did you? Uh, yeah. What were your biggest takeaways from that? I Obviously, the, the you got to feel better. The O-line's been a little bit of an issue over the last few years. And, and I think the O-line had to feel very good about itself uh, after that Texas State game. Watching Ebner and watching Abram Smith, what do you, um, what, what do you think about their, their, their styles and, and, and the threat they, they both put on opposing defenses? Well, I think they're obviously both outstanding running backs. I think uh, Abram Smith has been a real pleasant surprise for the offense. I mean, he – I think he started out at the at the linebacker position, and they were looking for sort of that tough nose back that could take it every down if he has to, and they found him. And Abram has really filled the shoes there, in uh, uh, a need that I think that they probably didn't know they were going to ha- have. But the thing that stood out to me uh, with both backs going over 100 yards, Matt, is is uh, the play of the offensive line. And I think going into that football game. There were some questions about the line. Well, you know, they didn't do so well last year. How are they going to pull it together with this new offense? And and uh, and not really, you know, not sure, you know, exactly. They're they're learning the new the new style of play. Um, nobody really knew uh, what was going to happen, and they came out and and you know, you say, well, it's Texas State, but let me tell you something. Texas State is a pretty competitive team. Uh, they they played competitively all all last year. They lost some games, some very close games, and they were a good. I think a good competitor for us to go against uh, last week. And Baylor did a good job. They handled them. They did what they supposed to do. They dominated uh, on the ground. And for uh, for a first football game, I think you want to walk away with those type of uh, positives. And, and so I'm I'm proud of them. They did a good job. All right. Uh, well, it's it's going to be fun this year. The only thing we got to clean up with Gary, can, ball can't come out on those option plays. Now you remember, <laughs> um, uh, boy, Jay Jeffrey, the man was really good with the option about that time. And Lance McElhaney was at SMU. He was incredible at that. What 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 were the why were those guys so great? And part of it is Walter. You 
as a back, you got to get to the right spot so they have enough room. Um, but but was Jay uh, almost as good at Lance? I mean, Lance was unbelievable. It's so funny. I see Lance around Dallas now, <laughs> and he doesn't look like he played quarterback, Walter. But those guys were those guys were incredible. Their timing on that thing. But I guess the key is um, just spacing. And and then did, was there a certain way that Jay you wanted Jay to flip that thing to you where where it made it easier for you? Well, Jay Jay and Lance, they, you know, both special guys who could really execute the the option. But you know, I'm a little partial because uh, Jay uh, was was um, he, he had the timing down. He was such a talent, man. A lot of folks don't don't realize it but jay was a threat running the ball and uh and so was lance but but jay was really he he, he may not have looked like he could run fast but you let him get past you and he's off to the races and that guy just had an amazing sense of timing uh and he challenged the defensive end every time every time he went down the line of scrimmage with the ball to carry out the option he always had, you know, the defensive end had to make sure that Jay didn't turn up field because if you took your eye off him, Jay was going to turn the corner and he was going to burn you for 40, 50 yards. Mm. But he challenged them, got right in their face, and when they bit on it, he pitched it out to us. And, and uh, so, he, you know, I, I just thought that, you know, a guy who's probably underrated in terms of his ability to run the option is Jay Jeffrey. And, um uh, and I'm not kidding. He's one of my best friends today, but, but Jay was really good at it, and that's why we led the conference that year uh, in offense, and it was largely because of Jay Jeffrey. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and of course, his brother was a great player at Baylor, too, Neil, and that, that, what a, you know, that's, that's a cool story there, the two brothers both being uh, playing a big role in going to the Cotton Bowl. All right, well, we've hit the 4 o'clock hour. I could do this all day with you, uh, Walter. I appreciate it. I did mention, by the way, that event coming up at the Waco Convention Center on October 29th. Tell us real quickly, how can people, if they wanted to attend that Baylor uh, Hall of Fame, that's a that's a dinner, it's a, always a really cool thing that you all do. How c- Can they still sign up for that? They absolutely can. They can call Tammy Harden at 254 seven. 7- one zero three zero four five. That's two five four seven one zero three zero four five. Or you can just email Tammy underscore Harden H A R D I N at Baylor dot edu. Matt, thank you so much, man, and uh, I hope you get a chance to make it to the banquet this year. I hope to be there. I'd like to broadcast from there. You know, the the, the day before or something, kind of get everybody fired up. You know, the Mosley show. Nothing fires up a crowd like the Mosley show. All right, I'll, I'll be there. Get the peppermint sticks out uh, for uh, Saturday, and I'll try to swing by. I'll see you soon, Walter. All right, thank you, man. There he goes, Walter Abercrombie. Great guy and a wonderful uh, executive director of the Bee Association, association that means a lot to uh, a lot of us. And my father played at Baylor, and it's, uh, it's an incredible group and uh, made of really, really fine pe- men and women who uh, gave so much to Baylor University over the years. All right, it is time for, thanks for uh, Tom Barfield. He let me go a little over because we didn't get Walter on uh, for a while there. He was filming something. But uh, uh, listen to game time. Tom will take you all the way to 6 o'clock. Good night, everybody.
The La Vega Coaches Show with Don Hyde is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. La Vega Pirates 2-0 now after they had to scramble to get a game because of COVID conditions at Conley. First off, Coach, had you end up getting the game with Bishop Dunn? When Conley called and canceled as a result of COVID, we uh, started scrambling, and I contacted Carl Padilla, and I contacted Matt Stepp. Just asked people around who knew the game, and, you know, we contacted uh, four or five different schools, and uh, Bishop Dunn was was kind enough to uh, accept our offer, and uh, we went there and played a football game last Friday. First two games, your offense is averaging about 58 points per game. Your offense is just rolling. Yeah, they've done a good job. I mean, we've, we've done what we've had to do is just take care of the football, and, and, and the quarterbacks kind of manage the game, and the running backs have done a good job of finding the crease the lineman created for them, and we've done a good job throwing the football. So we're, we're, uh, we'll be tested this week for sure, and uh, we'll see what happens. Your defense tossed its first shutout of the year. That's difficult at any time, but then again, you had a short week to prepare for the team you played. Yeah, I, I thought our kids did a really good job defensively. Our defensive line really plays well, uh, just being mobile and attacking and, and adjusting to blocking schemes. And I thought we did a good job in the secondary of adjusting to formations that we haven't seen in a while. And, and uh, linebacker-wise, I thought we did a good job of uh, reading our keys and reacting and playing, playing hard and fast. Well, this week you got a really good non-district challenge. Number five, Austin LBJ. They are 2-0 and after beating Parish Episcopal 44-42. It might even be a postseason preview. Yeah, Coach Pinter 